Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, let's see. So, has America gone to the dogs? Who let the dogs out? Who? All right, sorry, that was a song from like 30 years ago. But any, actually over 30 years ago, does that make you feel old at all? So um, anyway, are, are people, seriously, are, are people, have people gone off the deep end about their dogs? And are dogs like the new baby, the new human baby? And what do you think of the theory that has been espoused in this program previously by a dude from Chicktawaga who says that uh, the Feminist feminist movement has convinced women they don't need men, they don't need to have babies, so when women start to hit early 30s, instead of taking care of babies and procreating the human species, they instead devote their love, time, and idle hours to their dogs and not their human babies. Just curious. I have no opinion on that, but I will tell you that I've noticed, you know, the Egyptians used to worship cats, and cats have never forgotten that, but I almost think, like, America has started to worship the dog, and look, guys, seriously, what, when you think of any charity that I am really in favor of, which one charity is it? It's the SPCA serving Erie County, so my intention here is not to cause any um, uh, anger towards dogs. This is more about uh, you and and your take on this uh, the society wide phenomenon. Here's Mike in uh, Rochester. Mike, thanks for holding. You're on WBEN at eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty and one eight hundred six one six WBEN. Go ahead. Hi, how are you? Um, basically, um, I'm. I, we we I have a I'm a, I've a been a Rottweiler owner pretty much my entire life. I've I've had several Rotties, and uh, they're they're really great dogs. Um, but my wife she likes the smaller dogs. She likes Shih Tzus, and uh, um, our Rottweiler was a, both of them were rescue dogs. Um, and uh, I know that the term is used a lot rescue. Dogs, yeah, what dogs. do you mean when you say rescue dog? I, I keep on well, – it, it almost seems like the goalpost for rescue dogs uh, and cats keeps on moving. Yeah, well, um, my idea of a rescue dog is to bring the um, – rescue the dog from a, a worse situation, a bad situation. Um, our dog, the Roddy, uh, we bought online, supposed to be champion bloodlines and everything, and, and warranty with a dog, and we – got the dog we actually flew it from texas to uh to our um our local airport and uh dog was 25 percent of the weight it was supposed to be supposed to be 38 pounds it was nine pounds and uh, it was malnourished and everything that's a bad situation the other dog the shih tzu was that we rescued was um uh, supposedly bred for show and the dog wasn't what was supposed to be and they left it in a cage and 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 that dog was in bad shape when we got it however 
they're both great dogs. Um, the, the thing is, with, you know, all dogs, you know, some of them you become more attached than others, and, and you know, some some dogs are just they behave better. Some of them not so much. And uh, the, the Shih Tzu, though, just the personality of that dog. Um, lived for 17 years. How can you not? How can that not be like family? Well, okay, I I agree. They are part of our families, but I must also ask you, do you and your wife also have children? Um, I have children from a past, um, they're grown now from a past marriage. She she has never had any children, so that's another reason there. Okay, but, I mean, one of the uh, contentions of the guy who calls in from Chictawaga, as I mentioned earlier, is that uh, the modern woman has been so inculcated with uh, feminism and fighting the patriarchy, and you don't need a man, uh, that uh, they kind of put men aside uh, in favor of dogs, and they devote what might be their natural maternal loving instincts toward a canine instead of a homo sapien. Well, you know what, um... Come home, no matter what, no matter how bad of a mood you are, and no matter how crazy you are, uh, that dog's going to love you. And uh, face it, um, some people aren't um, marriage material. <laughs> uh, they they just uh, they're probably better off with a with a pet. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, a, a lot of people are not marriage material, and they probably would be better off with a pet, but uh, maybe if they would give human beings a chance, instead of just assuming that they're part of the patriarchy, uh, I'm just saying, may, maybe they're missing out on some glorious opportunities. You never know. Yeah, yeah. They Love works. We are. Maybe they have ways. tried. Maybe they have tried, and, and uh, you know, they they can't get a relationship to work. And this is their answer, and you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. But um, anyway, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the call, my love. I appreciate hearing from you. Um, Yeah, I mean, dogs, look, I mean, uh, it's been, what, over a year now since I've had a cat uh, to take care of. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the cat was absolutely, I mean, any cat I've ever had has absolutely been my buddy, my friend, and contrary to all health advice. I, th- I used to sleep with them. They used to sleep on top of me. Uh, I would never let them sleep directly on my face. But when I had two cats, one would be in front of me, one would be in back of me as I slept on my side. And it was it was kind of a cozy, cuddly feeling. Um, I wasn't married at the time and more nights than not, I was alone. And it was a nice feeling. And it was good to have my little buddy Glenna with me uh, at home. And uh, Glenna was the easiest euthanasia that I've ever done because she hid all weekend. And I, I swear that cat understood English because she knew Monday morning she was going to the veterinarian, Dr. Helen Sweeney, guest on our program, by the way, um, and she was going to be put down. So she actually, I've told you this before, she was waiting for me on the couch and basically walked herself to the carrier because uh, she knew. And she told me when she wanted to check out. And in that sense, it was very, you know, uh, as far as euthanasias go, it was it was such a no-brainer. The cat told me. How many times have we done shows where, how do you know it's time uh, to take your dog to, or cat to the vet for the last time? Well, the cat told me, not using words, but effective communication nonetheless. Uh, let's go. What, what she said was, it's meow or never. 
Uh, let's go. She'd appreciate that. Uh, Joe in Chictawaga, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Uh, hanging in there. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just calling in to, uh, to throw my hat in the ring here. And, uh, yeah, I Wait, think are, are, you, are you the guy that I've been talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay, the guy who thinks that women have been, uh, have been brainwashed by feminists and as a result they don't want to have husbands or men. They have dogs instead of babies. Roger, go ahead. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. But yeah, the whole fur baby culture – it's just it's it's just so cringe, dude. Like I feel like every time I hear it, I die. Like a piece of me kind of just breaks off and turns to dust. Like it's just, I just die from cringe. Um, but yeah, I mean that's absolutely true. I do believe women have been psyoped into killing babies and, and, and instead of getting married and having kids. But more collectively, as a civilization, we become more infantilized. And just like college kind of prolongs adolescence, having a dog instead of a human child kind of prolongs like a childhood because. You get the dopamine hits of being a mom or a dad or whatever, but you don't. There's no downside to it because a dog is going to love you no matter what. You don't have to. When, if you have a child, a human child, that comes. There's real work that comes with that, you know. And a, and a human being has its own. You know, it has moral. You know, he or she has its own moral formation, has its own free will. So subconsciously, there might be something there where a lot of people are just have been infantilized by society and. Women who have dogs, it's like dating on easy mode because it's like dopamine hits. With The dog's never going to talk back to you. It's never going to have opinions of its own. It's never, it doesn't have its own free will for the most part. It's not a human being. And we need to stop humanizing dogs on that level because a lot of the women who put dogs on this pedestal, I guarantee the vast majority of them are pro-choice. Like you, you mentioned before the break, they have no problem with human babies getting ripped apart and sucked into a sink, but they'll make sure their dog has a perm. Or has a pink, <laughs> pink, a pink hairdo, and so we are dehumanizing human beings, and, and it's almost it is almost like idol worship to such a point where you said like the the Egyptians with cats. It's almost like a, a cultural idol worship of animals. It's it's bizarre to me. Okay, and I don't I don't know how old you are. I don't usually like to ask this question because what I don't want to hear is eighty seven. Uh, so, but I will ask you and lie about this, please. How old are you? Thirty two. All right, thirty-two. Thank you, God. Okay, so in in your experiences on this earth, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you are, not eighty-seven. Okay, that ain't happened. But um, I've noticed, like in my life, over the last, I'd say, twenty to maybe twenty-five years, that there has been a growing idolization of dogs, and to a lesser degree, cats in our society. We, we never, I'm sorry, but growing up in the 1960s and 70s, we never called our dogs fur babies. It was the dog. We never called cats fur babies. It was the cat. Or sometimes we'd call it by name, of course. Um, but something weird. You know, Buffalo Springfield, for what it's worth, there's something going, something happening here, what it is ain't exactly clear. And I'm trying to figure out at why. I mean, I know you've got your theory here, but why we have gone from pets as pets to pets as quasi-people? Yeah, I mean, it's a multifactored problem for sure. I mean, it's definitely a delusion, and it, it is a retreat from the real world. You know, it's, it's almost like when I see these people, it's like they're playing house. Like they have like their stuffed animals around a table with teacups, and they're pretending like they're dogs. You know, they might as well just bring their invisible friends to the table too. 
it's just I don't know. I just I just find it absolutely beyond absurd. I mean, for what it's worth, over the summer I heard I saw three separate stories of women actually getting arrested for bestiality by with having intercourse with their dogs. They got caught and, and you, they got look, charged with I'm that. I'm sorry, but you you must look for these these stories in, in some sick way because I've never had that just pop up on my news feed, dude. What are you searching that makes that pop up? Just ask. No, them. I mean it pops up. It pops up on my Twitter feed because I do actually follow a, a, um, an account that uh, <laughs> that logs pit bull attacks. And I was going to say, like, how pit bull dog people are the worst, like always making excuses for them. But And, and I, I did see that. Um, but, never, I'm, gonna, just, I'm just saying I've never had a story about bestiality pop up in my news feed. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, when you're on Twitter, things get recommended to you, you know, whether you search something or not. I mean, it's just how the algorithm works, I guess. Uh-huh. But even when I was in Annapolis a few years ago, they have, like, dog ice cream shops now where you can bring your dog, and it serves, like, dog ice cream or whatever. And it, just the whole thing. Like, I don't care. If I met a woman and she says she's a dog mom, I don't care if she's an angel. I'm walk, I'm getting up like De Niro in heat, and I'm walking away straight up. I mean, I just can't, I just can't do it. And we, birth rates are plummeting throughout the West, and yet people are pretending like the dogs are the kids. And it's just totally perverse in my opinion. Everything is upside down. And the last caller made that point. We said a lot of people can't have kids or they don't have kids. Well, it is like parenting on easy mode because, like I said, the dog's never going to talk back to you. It's never going to have a moral I, let framework. Me, let, me give you, let me give you an au contraire here uh, because um, you know, I've been out with a couple of women uh, in my lifetime. And um, – one of the things that was an issue over the summer was, well, I have to go home now and take the dog out. I have to go home now and feed the dog. There is nobody there to watch the dog. And so, you know, the night ended rather early, shall we say. Not through any defect, fault, or mechanical issue of my own. Yeah, I mean, basically, they act like they're single moms. They they, they treat the dog like a human kid. And if you're a guy who gets involved with a woman like that, you will be behind in the pecking order. The dog will always come before you. Um, it will take precedence over you. It might even sit in the front seat of the car over you. It's going to be on the bed, and you're going to be on the floor. And if you're okay with that, if you're okay with being cucked out by a dog, that's up to you, man. But listen, I, you know, if I'm looking for a, a dog. <laughs> if, if I'm being if I'm looking for a wife, I'm number like we're each other's number one. And you're, I'm not going to be substituted for a dog that, you know, licks itself, okay? We need to stop humanizing dogs. There's nothing wrong with loving your pets, okay? I like right. cats. Dogs are okay. There's PTSD dogs. There's bomb-sniffing dogs. They can sense the epileptic, epileptic fat, fit. That's great, okay? But this, like, we're going to get them bow ties, and we're going to take professional pictures and take pictures under the autumn tree or make Christmas cards with the dog. I see this all over the place with women. They, they put the sweater vests on the dog. They have matching pajamas. They're all single and childless, but the dog has, is all done up. You know, it's it's weird. But then if they walk by a homeless person on the street, they'll get the ick. You know, and they move away. Like they, it's like there's we have this dehumanizing effect, whether it's children in the womb or homeless people. But these women will make sure the dogs are living like kings, and it's totally huh. bizarre behavior. Okay, now I have to be fair. You are focusing in on the fairer sex. You are focusing in on women. Uh, don't you think there are men who do the same thing? And I'm going to tell you, um, if, oh, yeah. you're a, if, if you're a single guy, there are two things that are guaranteed to get you attention. Number one, walking a puppy. You are going to be hitting the jackpot every time you walk a puppy or a dog. And number two, paradoxically, 
when you have a little baby in a stroller, you suddenly become the best-looking man in the entire neighborhood. Uh, except, of course, you're probably taken, unless it's your sister's baby. But those are two chick magnets, dogs and babies. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah, I mean, I know guys definitely do that. I mean, I'm just coming from being a straight guy. You know, I'm just I'm just viewing women like that, so that's what I see. I'm sure guys are dorky and do, and do the same thing. They call themselves dog dads or whatever if they're single. Yeah, it's just super cringe no matter who does it. And if you're getting a dog just so you can get <laughs> chicks, I find that kind of you know, sleazy as well. It's like guys who just go to the gym to, to try and get chicks. It's like, why don't you just go work out for yourself and better yourself? I mean, guys are like, oh, I need to go work out or I need to get a dog so, so women like me, so infantilized-minded women like me now because I'm a dog dad. Like, that's not really looking for a relationship in, in the correct manner. You're not looking for the right things. You're looking for what? Quick action or something? I don't know. I don't agree with it, so. Uh, that's, that's real interesting. Hey, I don't want to get too personal, Joe, but uh, when, when's the last time uh... – you've been with a woman i mean on a date and stuff well it's been a while and i mean the reason why and primarily is because i do have a disability and i'm 100 percent disabled right now that i didn't have prior to like years ago but i mean i had girlfriends all throughout my late teens and early to mid 20s i mean this idea that you know a guy with my opinion probably looks is you know sweats gravy and has a, a mountain dew iv in his arm and snorts dorito dust all day and lives in his mom's basement no i mean i serve my country I'm no George Clooney, but I'm not a Cyclops. I mean, I was athletic all my life. I had my own house. So just because I have these particular views doesn't mean I'm like some kind of slug that gets walked to the playground by his mom or something. That's that's absurd. No, because, I mean, you're, you are so um, uh, strident in your viewpoint that part of me, and, and I hope you'll forgive me because I don't know you and you don't know me, but part of me wonders if such a strong opinion is based on perhaps having lost a relationship or being denied a relationship by a woman over a dog. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, I could see that, that that might skew your opinion. It doesn't turn you into Michael Vick, perhaps, but it might skew your opinion. Oh, uh, well... I mean, I don't know. Every guy out there has, you know, had bad experiences. I mean, I'm just observing and reporting from what I see in the world. I mean, I, I, I mean, years ago when I dated women, yeah, they were they were uh, dog obsessed too, um, but I, it didn't like click with me ten years ago the way it does now. Um, it's and it's way worse nowadays than it was even ten years ago. I think way worse. But no, I don't have. It's not because of a particular heartbreak or what with one woman. It's not like I got, like I said, it's not like I got cucked by a German Shepherd and now I'm just pissed off at German Shepherds or something. No, it's not like that at all. It's just I'm observing and reporting what's going on in the world, and I see that based on, you know, my age group and younger people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like I'm so I'm outside. It's like I have a bird's eye view of this stuff. I don't know. Everybody's like a, a non-playable character. They're just plugged into the lexicon and they just all follow each other and. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't do that, so I just see things well, Joe, differently. I, uh, I appreciate your call, and all I can tell you is that later on tonight, all I'm going to be thinking about is the words cucked by a German shepherd, and I'm going to start laughing <laughs> uncontrollably, and nobody's going to understand why. Um, I thank you very much for the call. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think of what, uh, what Joe's opinion happens to be? Are, are people over the top with their love of dogs and, to a lesser degree, cats? I mean, cats, I think, are a lot more independent, although, frankly, uh, the cats that I've had, with uh, actually one exception, have been more like dogs. And the one that was half feral 
as I've told you guys a million times, of all the cats that would hop up on my lap and allow me to put eye drops into its infected eye, the wild one was the one that would do that. She let me put balm in her eye and everything else. It was the, most, it was the craziest darn thing. Here's this thing that when you put it in the crate and brought it to the veterinarian, talking about Haley Cat, I'm telling you, the cat was possessed. That cat made sounds like the exorcist or like the pope's exorcist with russell crowe watch that movie those are the sounds that my cat would make Haley cat she scared me this eight pound animal scared the bejesus out of me no blasphemy intended uh it is uh, 328 i had to invoke jesus's name several times. the power of christ compels you just to get the demon out of the thing on news radio 930 wben Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, this is <laughs> kind of predictable. Remember the Baja men? I wonder what their residual, I wonder what their uh, royalty checks are these days. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly, my loves, on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, this actually is a Tim Wenger idea, but I will confess that I had the same independent idea uh, myself. What is worse, the people who don't shut up about their kids or the people who don't shut up about their pets, particularly dogs? And a new survey shows that more than 40% of pet owners feel like taking care of their fur babies is harder than parenting. And we're not just worried about our own mortality. 65% of pet owners think about the lifespan of their animals as much as they think about their own. Okay, I I can relate to that because, look, my cats um, have always been a part of my life. But they're still, at the end of the day, they're cats. And yes, the Egyptians did worship them. The cat has never quite forgotten. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Now, don't name names, but do you know people who are just like over the top in particular when it comes to their dogs? Like, do you know people who um, they've got the money, they've got the resources, they work their entire lives, they've got money set aside for that round-the-world 80-day cruise? But at the end of their lives, they don't want to do it because, God forbid, the cruise is not dog-friendly. And they don't want to leave their dog behind even to get something off their bucket list. I'm sorry, but I think that's a little messed up. Um, But look, to each his own. That's just my own personal judgment. Um, And over the, uh, you know, let's just say... I'm familiar uh, with, uh, well, one immediate case, (laughs) and only one, where a certain individual um, needs to go home um, to take care of the dog. And the last thing on the list every night, taking the dog for a walk. 
And look, I like dogs. I, I love cats. I love dogs. It's not the issue. I hate animal cruelty. If it was up to me, animal cruelty would be punishable by emasculation. Okay? Yes, cutting off the... Yeah, you got it. Animal cruelty would be punishable by something like that. Um, but I think that people sometimes... and I don't know what, what the line is. I don't know where you set the boundary... Um, but at some point, I think we have to realize that dogs are dogs, cats are cats, and the idea of fur babies. Am I the only person in the world, other than the guy from Chictawaga, Joe, who throws up in his mouth a little bit every time somebody says fur babies? And granted, when people first started using the expression, I did use it. I might have actually put it on Facebook. But then I realized, fur baby? No. As much as I love Glenna, Glenna's a cat. Um, as much as I love a dog, it's a dog. It's not a baby. Uh, let's go to uh, some more calls. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. We go to uh, beautiful Wales Center, and Jean is on WBEN, probably with a rescue sheep. <laughs> no, j- just a horse and a dog, but not a rescue. Oh, okay. First of all, tell us about your horse. How expensive is it to maintain a horse? Oh, well, I keep him at home or her at home, so that's say some of it, but probably oh, with shoeing and everything, probably about three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, they're uh, they're not cheap animals. Okay, one more thing. Tell, tell us, if, if, okay, people who have not been around horses do not understand the intelligence of a horse as well as the psychic abilities of a horse. A horse is one of the best mind readers in the world. A horse knows if you are scared of it. A horse knows if you're going to tolerate it misbehaving when you're riding it or whether you're going to take charge. Um, horses are pretty awesome. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, would you... I, I have a dog who's about the same way. I swear the dog can read my mind. Well, let's, you know what? Okay, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Because how many times have you been sitting in the chair? What, what's your dog's first name? Ike. Ike? Wow. Okay, apparently it's been alive since the 40s and 50s. Well played you. <laughs> um, but um, how many times have you been sitting there by yourself and you think, I wonder where Ike is. And you don't say it out loud, but within a second, Ike is right there on your lap. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's had a pet has had that happen. I'm sorry. Look, I don't know what to make of tele, not telekinesis, but uh, telepathy. I don't know what to make of that. But the number of times where I'd be on the couch thinking, hmm, where's Candy Cat? And then two seconds later, she's on my chest. It, it, it can't be coincidence. Well, and I also say it works in reverse in the sense that I swear when I say I think he understands English, it's more like he knows what I mean when I say something. Like at night when I go to bed, he'll he'll come upstairs and stand at the side of the bed for me to pet him for a few minutes. But then I say, okay, go to bed. Uh, say it like that, normal tone, not a command or anything. And he goes over and uh, lies down in the doorway. Okay. Um, 
Well, you know what? That may be an example of learned behavior. Um, I don't doubt that dogs have a vocabulary probably of several hundred words. I'm sure you've seen the video online of the dog that communicates by pressing various buttons. And there are a few dogs who are able to do that. Um, so, I, look, I don't doubt that dogs have innate intelligence uh, that you know, it's not, it's not going to win a Nobel Prize anytime real soon, but they're able to understand basic stuff. Um, I mean, for that, okay, but let, let's get back to it. Do you spoil your dog? Are you somebody who goes around saying, I have a fur baby? No, it, I, I don't. I wouldn't even tend to. I mean, the term doesn't bother me. If, like some of you guys say it upsets you. Uh, when I hear it, okay, that's the way somebody refers to their pet. I mean, any more than I think some of the ways that mothers refer to their babies or their little kids are sickeningly ridiculous, too. But they're human beings. They're the next generation. They're funding our Social Security. Um, They're human beings. They're not, well, we are animals, technically, but they're human animals. Yeah, but the way they talk about them sometimes or give them... Oh, I don't know. You know, oh, ootsie poosie, pooky wooly, and you know, and oh, I, gosh, that makes me blarf. Um, well, I mean, if they're doing I it when the kid had... is 13, I would say that's an issue. When they're do- when doing it to an infant, it's a different kettle of fish, eh? Yeah, but but also, to get back to that, that one gentleman you had on before the news. From Chickawaga. Joe, he blew from my blood, blood pressure off the top of the thing. In, um, in what in what way did he blow your blood pressure? Look, I, first of all, you got to understand. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just trying to facilitate a conversation. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I know. like, I'm I'm really like non-judgmental about this stuff. I've got strong opinions, but if yours is different, I'm not going to like yell at you and be offended at you. So why why did Joe drive you through the through the roof? Well, the way he was talking about women who who for whom dogs are replacements for babies and how must be most dog owners are uh, pro-choice and all that BS. And, I mean, I'm one of those people. I mean, number one, I'm much, much older than you guys. And I have been one of those people who, for some reason, never wanted a baby. I always thought having babies was a waste of your time and and it's just i mean i don't judge people who have them that's fine that's wonderful i just never had any interest in having a baby and yet i've very i i love having my my dog and my horse i wouldn't know what a life is like without a dog in fact before i got my current dog the other one i had finally passed away from old age and um, I immediately wanted some another dog to fill the empty spot in my house. I mean, heck, a house without a dog in it isn't worth living in. It also smells a lot better than a house with a dog in it. Um, I'm just saying. Um, so here's here's uh, here here's the deal. You never wanted to have children, but without going into how old you are. Because for some reason, everybody over the age of 70 always has to tell us they're over the age of 70 and with the exact number, which I'm really trying to get away from um, because it just it, it bothers me uh, because it reminds me of my own mortality. It's nothing you guys are doing. But 
don't you worry that uh, your horse or your dog are going to survive you and you're going to place an imposition on your successors and the estate? I mean, what if they decide that your beloved horse should be sold to the slaughterhouse? Every single animal I've had, I've always had arrangements for, I mean, since I've been old enough to worry about perhaps needing someone to take care of the animal after I leave this earth. I have always made arrangements. I have arrangements right now. I have it. In fact, it's even in my will. Who is in charge of any horse or dog that I own at the time I die? And have you have you set aside a certain amount of money for the maintenance of that animal? Because uh, if it's $300 a month, you've just imposed $4,000 in expenses on somebody who might not be able to afford it. So have you put aside like a trust fund for the horse? No, because both of them are going back to the same place where they, they both came from the same farm. <laughs> yeah, the big – I'm sorry, you mean that great big farm where Rover has lots of room to run around? That one that we all heard about when we were kids? I'm just saying. Um, I, I, I thank you, my dear. I thank you very much uh, for the phone call. And, and, and look, I mean, I, you know, I, and the, the reason that that's a sensitive issue with me, okay, and this is not a show about me, it's, but sometimes I've had these experiences. I share them with you and they resonate with you. But one of the biggest regrets of my life is not being able to take my brother Billy's cat when my brother Billy died. It was just not feasible for me at that time to add another responsibility. Um, and I, you have no idea. I, I feel guilt about that on a daily basis. I really do. Uh, you, have, you have no idea. But at that point, it just wouldn't have been possible. And, and, and even if I didn't have Glenna as the uh, queen of the house cat, it still would have been uh, problematical. Um, and that's why at this point in my life, I don't want any, I don't even want to fish. I mean, seriously, I don't even want to fish. Now, a pet pig, that might be interesting. Uh, talking about dogs and cats, in particular dogs, for some reason, we have transformed the family dog into the family fur baby. It's like this, uh, what would the word be? Uh, anthro, oh, what's the word? Um, we've anth. We've turned them into human beings. Thank you. Uh, let's get back to the calls. <laughs> there is a word, and I just can't. It's just not hitting me. It's like politicization. I can never say that word correctly. Um, all right, here is, uh, so that all of you think I've mastered English is proof that I just haven't. David in uh, California, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Good afternoon. Um, so I have a service dog, and I, it could, it's an interesting story as to how I got her and, and to the so, – so my dog, like being a service dog, she's more than just, you know, a fur baby, you know. Um, but I, so I'm, I'm, a ret- I'm retired now. I'm on disability. I have nerve damage in my back, so I can't feel my legs from the knees down. They're, it's totally numb. It's just neuropathy and my right arm as well. So my dog helps me keep my balance by having the leash taut when, uh, when, I'm, when I walk. You know, so she goes everywhere with me. She's been to Bill's games. She's been to Bison's games. She's been on airplanes, trains, plus all that. She's been everywhere. And um, I really couldn't live without her. But that being said. Well, time out. If you will, 
if you will allow yeah. me to just interject, anybody who has a problem with a service dog needs to be talked to very sternly. There's nothing at all wrong with your using a dog as an adjunct to your own body. Very expensive, very intensive training, and if people can't handle the fact that you need a dog to do the basic things of life, well, you know what I'd say. The first word I can't say on the radio, the second word is them. Yeah, no, I understand. And 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 um, oh, everyone's good with it. And, and by the way, my, my dog cost me nothing and i trained her myself i happen to have a friend though who is an animal trainer that a dog dog trainer for people with disabilities so if i had any questions i could just ask her but it's using your common sense if you ever raise dogs i got her as a puppy now let let me just tell you the it's a good story as to how i got her i didn't want a puppy now as i said i have neuropathy right so i'm a winemaker it's a really physical job so i had to retire in in 2015 because of the physical disability i'm on social security disability now and at that try, time, try I was spend I'm, it all in one place. No kidding. But anyway, that, I'm good with my money. And I had a little extra on the side, too. So, um, but I was also dating a girl for like three years out here in California, up in Sonoma County. And I, you know, I had to quit my job, I had to retire, filed the Social Security thing, which took six and a half years to get approved. Incredible. Yeah. At least you get your back money, and that's my nest egg right now. But, um, I broke up. I, I broke up with her because she changed her attitude. She changed how our relationship, how she acted, once I had this disability. You know, and that's hmm. that's human nature. That's fine, whatever. But I wasn't going to put up with it. So I told her take a take a hike. I knew I was going to have to wait for this social security thing to go to have to go through for years. So I moved back to Buffalo, where I'm from. I'm from Lockport, but my aunt owns uh, property on the east side of Buffalo, and she had a house available, and so I lived there. And David, I, I want to hear. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story, brother. I got to put you on hold though till after the news is done, and it's a sure. great story. And I want to hear it, but I need you to indulge me because I'm a prisoner of the clock, and I really have to take a break. And it sounds like a great, um, great story. So don't go anywhere. And uh, you know, there's another show topic too. You thought it was love, and then something went sideways with your health, and you realized that that whole in sickness and in health thing. It was a nice line, just wasn't true. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. But think about, like, in your own life. I'm sure you've seen that happen. But, frankly, I've seen a lot of things happen where um, actually uh, people stay together despite the partner having debilitating illness. And, frankly, it's kind of heartwarming even to a cold-hearted guy like me. On News Radio 930 WBEN, Bowerly, talking about your um, fur babies. I can't stand that expression. But if that's your thing, it's your thing. Who am I to say? On WBEN.